I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. Back in 2005, Zopa launched in the UK as the country's first peer-to-peer lending platform. By 2020, Zopa was a bank and now has just under a million customers and four billion in sterling of customer deposits. So what's next for Zopa? There was talk of an IPO, but in current conditions, that's not happening. This year has seen the acquisition of BNPL firm Divide Buy and a most recent fundraise of £75 million, that's around $93 million, both in February. I caught up with Merve Ferrero, Chief Strategy Officer of Zopa at Money 2020, asking her what makes the bank stand out from the crowd. But first, do you want to access the $10 billion Middle East fintech opportunity? If the answer is yes, then join the Cedar IBSI Fintech Lab and fast track your journey of market expansion to the GCC with us. As a Fintech Lab member, you'll have access to skilled mentors and have the opportunity to learn, network, and collaborate with like-minded individuals, building your knowledge base, skills, and connections. Visit www.cedaribsifintechlab.com. Now, back to our conversation with Merve Ferrero of Zopa. There are a lot of things I think it's unique for us, and that's the reason why I work in this company. But I think what makes us really different is we always start with the customer, always, and walk backwards from that. But when we're building something for the customer, we always make sure that it works for our business as well and for our shareholders. So we win for the customers, but we also win for our shareholders. What that means is what we're building is sustainable. And I think that makes us different. And in order to achieve that, we use technology and data since day one. You were able, as a new institution, to start with a blank sheet of paper. How did you make the decisions you made over what to focus on? So we started our journey focusing on borrowing and savings products. It's because our grand purpose is to help customers be better with their financial lives. And we thought, like, helping customers get better at the borrowing and better at saving were the two areas where we could make the most impact. So that's why we chose those two areas and we're building from that. And you're focusing solely on the UK market? So far, yes. Are there any plans to look beyond that or is it a big enough market for you to play in? It's definitely a big enough market for us to play in. There's a lot of things that we want to do before probably we think international, but it's always... Okay, what are that lot of things? What are are the things you want to focus on? We want to do, well, we are expanding our product set like every year. We keep innovating. We keep getting better at the things that we do or or doing more things. So landing products, just like take us for an example, we started with unsecured personal loans. Then with the launch of the bank, we actually launched this... Uh, secured car finance we have launched our credit card product last year we did a this year we did an acquisition uh, to expand into point of sale on savings part we started with fixed term now we have smart saver that like combines not to say come with easy access there's more products coming in that so there's so much you can do still in the UK this is just an example of how you're obviously in terms of the the customer base you've got at the moment it's a retail bank that's right are you looking at moving into the business area as well? We find SME lending quite attractive. I think it's, a, it's an interesting industry and we've been quite open about like our M&A strategy and SME lending being potential within that M&A strategy. 
but there are no concrete plans so far. Well, obviously, you're not going to tell me if you have anything particularly lined up in terms of <laughs> M&A. I appreciate that. Mm. But you're prepared to grow by acquisition as well as organically. That's right. We believe the current market conditions present really good opportunities. So, yes. Well, that's a polite way of saying that the fintech marketplace is perhaps a little depressed. I think the way I would put it is the uncertain macroeconomic conditions put stress on availability of capital, which is a challenge for some companies. And as a result of that, you see, you're being, so political. You're, you're, you're being very polite and very political. <laughs> Sorry. You don't have to apologize for it, but I'll, I'll put it this way, even Is if it? you're not prepared to. Many fintechs now will either struggle to or fail to raise extra money that they can afford because of that macroeconomic environment. So they've got a limited runway with the funds they've got in the bank to keep going to become profitable. That means some of them aren't going to make it. And it also means that those that do will still have reduced valuations compared to where they were 12, 18, 24 months ago. Yes. Which makes them potentially attractive add-ons to an organization that's in your situation. Absolutely right, right? Like because not in, enough companies had the chance, as you said, like to get the profitability before the market turned. And those companies, some of them, will be looking to get funding through a different So you ways. are in the relatively happy situation of being an established business, yeah. having a track record that does go all the way back to 2005 when That's it was a peer-to-peer lending platform. Yeah. And you can look at the horizon in front of you and say, this is the way we want to go forward. That business over there might be useful to us. Our strategy is very clear. What we want to be is the Britain's best bank. And our strategy to get there is very clear to us. There will be opportunities on the way where we see, instead of doing it ourselves, it's actually much better to grab on the capability because I do believe some companies are stronger together. Looking at Zopa's own future as opposed to the future of potential add-ons to Zopa, you say you want to be Britain's best bank. That's right. How do you define that? For us, what best means is a bank that delivers for its customers, delivers for its shareholders. And we are very specific in how we measure that. So we say when we want to deliver for customers, we want them to be happy. So we care about NPS scores, but we also care about reach, so how many customers we have. On the other hand, when we say we also want to be the best for our shareholders, what that means is profitability. So we look at like profitability metrics um, to see if we're making the right progress. So the combination of two. Well, if you're not being profitable for your shareholders, then something's wrong with the business in the first place anyway. I would agree, and the markets agree with you as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, we have some examples in America recently where things went slightly wrong, but we we don't need to touch on those. How are you looking to raise capital in the future? Are you um, sufficiently capitalised? Are you looking to build out the balance sheet? And how are you going to do that? So we're in a good place in terms of our, our current position, but we are a growing bank, and a growing bank always needs capital because we continue to we will continue to grow the balance sheet as you just mentioned, and we're looking into different options. Again, uh, we've been looking into IPO that was before the market turned, and currently that's on park, but 
we have recently did a race, which I'm sure you have read in the news, like that was uh, mainly from our internal shareholders and we'll continue to look at alternative options as we continue to grow. Well, as, as, as the bank continues to grow, I mean, I am assuming that dependent upon market conditions, an IPO, while it might be off the table now, is not completely off the table ever in the future. Exactly. Like, so we know when we can be ready, when the markets turn, and when it turns, we will discuss, and we will discuss when it's the right time. Today, there's no visibility to that much. Merve Ferrero, Chief Strategy Officer of Zopa.